hello hello this is Mirella Kale your location gal and you're on my podcast fire chat with Mirella welcome so today I'm gonna talk about the market a little bit and kind of what's um, in store what's going on and uh, also it's uh, going to be food for thought Sunday so I'm going to talk about a little bit about some surprising things that my mom and my grandma were really fans of and kind of by default I became a fan of. Um, things that you wouldn't expect, I guess, automatically. Let's Rollo.com. Rollo, the world's smartest micro CRM. Rollo brings intelligence to contacts from handshakes to first meetings. And you can sign up for free on letsrollo.com. That's L-E-T-S-R-O-L-O.com. Supercharge your pipeline. Make digital connections. From digital business cards to Zoom backgrounds, Rollo provides an effortless, touch-free contact information exchange. Capture the right context. Quickly and easily document details around each connection to ensure you have proper context later on. Follow up automatically. No need to set reminders to ask new contacts for their info. Rollo is smart and will do the heavy lifting for you. Export to any CRM. Export Rollo contacts to the CRM of your choice. Connect more efficiently while keeping your existing workflow. Rollo helps people succeed at companies, big and small. More touch points, less effort. Rollo offers a suite of products, including digital business cards, Zoom backgrounds, and email signatures. Not only is it easier for people to store your contact information, it encourages them to share their information back to you. Let's Rollo.com. Sign up today. It's free. More on this later in the Food for Thought Sunday segment. This is Fire Chat with Morella podcast. Life and real estate tips and hacks to share with you because it's about life until it's about real estate. Grab a tea, coffee, or hot chocolate, and let's chat. How is the market? Hot real estate news, pro tips, interviews, insights, and fun facts for balance and empowerment, including mindfulness meditation and food for thought Sundays. Welcome. 
and do subscribe to Fire Chat with Morella podcast on your favorite platform so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you and thanks for listening. So we've been hearing a lot of buzzwords lately, uh, like recession, downturn, slashing prices, falling house prices. Um, And the king of all words around these topics, crash, right? So is there a crash? So how is the market? So I will tell you uh, what the market looks like from up close here locally in just a moment. But I want to tell you, I've been reading different articles and, um, you know, searching sources and also just hearing from our meetings um, and also, um, you know, attending some uh, some Zoom meetings and webinars and, and whatnot. But I, I was reading recently in fact, today I, I today is already the 15th of November. Um, and I was reading an article from Yahoo Finance, I believe. And it was from um, a reputable source, in fact, in, in terms of the lady is a well-known investor um, and a, sort of a guru in, uh, in finance. And um, she was... Uh, you know, mentioning a few things from uh, what was happening basically in the economy and uh, different signs she was pointing to and talking about um, things going to be pretty gloomy, uh, in her opinion, as far as if the Fed keeps doing what they're doing in terms of trying to correct uh, inflation by raising those rates. Um, so at the same time, she mentioned a few things that were kind of steady Freddy, if you will, and they were um, very prominent and uh, stable pillars, if you will, that would prevent, in her opinion, uh, anything major happening uh, to the economy, both here in America and also globally. And uh, one of those things uh, definitely was real estate. And she explained why. Um, and um, again, you know, real estate is one of those things that even though she said it may be counterintuitive, there is a big issue. Um, however, um, it's still the you know, the basic, um, the, the basic investment that is tangible and it's doable. And in fact, now there are different ways to invest. You don't have to be the, the only investor in, into a property or properties. There are different ways to do it. And um, so she was praising all those things. And so between, you know, people like her talking about some um, pretty major um, repercussions and things that could happen. Um, also, other people saying, you know, um, things are not the same as they were in the past. They're different. However, there is uh, things A, B, C, and D that are still happening. 
Um, and one of those things, of course, is the layoffs that we have been hearing about and experiencing here in Silicon Valley, uh, the companies based in Silicon Valley, the big names that you, I'm sure, have heard of, right? Meta, Twitter, Amazon now uh, announced major layoffs as well. Um, there's other companies that are also, there are other companies that are also announcing it. In fact, Jeff Bezos uh, uh, was criticized a bit because he had come out with a big announcement right before announcing the layoffs in his company that um, he was going to give away most of his, you know, uh, fortune over his lifetime, during his lifetime. And then in this particular article I was reading, they were comparing you know, of course, the two spouses, because his um, ex-wife was uh, is a big philanthropist as well, and she was able to give away some uh, huge, huge amounts, billions of dollars within like a 12-month span and help like hundreds of charities. And then he came out and he was talking about, well, it's very difficult. And of course, he has a, a, a much bigger, I, I would think, uh, you know, task. At the same time, they were criticizing him coming out uh, with this information right after he had announced um, the, you know, the giveaway, <laughs> even though, you know, you can't do anything right, honestly. I mean, people will, I have to say, you know, yes, nothing's perfect. Of course, they are criticizing him and they're criticizing how you know the his employees are not treated correctly and 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 not paid right or you know there aren't benefits and conditions working conditions as far as i've heard um are not the best always and so of course there are issues and um you know nothing's perfect but but it just goes to show you that really there is kind of a lack of gratitude out there you know, lack of kindness, lack of gratitude. Judgment is the first thing that jumps out um, anytime anything is scrutinized. And it just is, you know, disheartening that that's the first thing everyone jumps to is what is wrong with this? Why would he say this? Why is this suspect? Well, whether or not it is, it's still a huge commitment that he's making uh, and, and why are people not applauding that? You know, they should be, right? Um, at the same time, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it make, make sense to allocate some of this towards making the working conditions better and, and paying people better uh, and maybe not laying off so many people? Um, yes, right? I mean, it makes sense. However, we're not the ones running this business. And you know, he is and, and the people on his team. So whatever the reasons are, let's hope that it's not greed, right? Um, and, uh, you know, the profit margin must be driving businesses because they wouldn't exist and they wouldn't make a profit and they wouldn't be able to survive and give jobs to however many people are remaining uh, to be employed. So there are different ways of looking at it, kind of thinking out loud about this and, and going like, you know, we've got to give people a break who have these huge decisions to make and they, they're running these, these humongous companies and, 
Yes, they've lost a lot of money recently, right? Um, and these valuations are, are staggering. The numbers are staggering. And and there's this argument that, you know, these valuations are really kind of intangible and they go up and down. And there was, I was reading, there was a crypto currency that recently went bankrupt or something happened there where um, it was um, really a fiasco and... Um, you know, partly they were blaming the fact that there is no regulation really yet in this industry and they, they're sort of catching up, right? They haven't caught up yet. So there are some interesting dynamics going on. And then, you know, if you listen to the economists, um, you know, from NAR, uh, by the way, there are layoffs in the real estate industry, in the mortgage industry. I mean, yeah, it's across different, uh, different sectors of the economy. The good news was this week, uh, the um, interest rate actually dropped one point. Where I was going with all this information is that basically wherever you look for uh, the updates or articles you, you, know, you may be able to come across or read um, and the news um, that um, you may be able to, you know, tap into in uh, from other sources, you know, basically where it's getting at is that no one really knows. <laughs> the bottom line is all the speculation that they may be doing um, based on data, based on history, on trends, um, all of that uh, basically comes down to that they don't know. They're not clear and they're not sure how this is going to go down. Um, and at the same time, indications are that they are not the same as before, right? So this situation is unique, just like kind of like every, every um, you know, other downturn, let's say, was unique. Um, there are still good news, you know, that um, that are out there, right? So the the unemployment rate is still low uh there um there is lots of equity in homes that people have they had refinanced recently at very low rates and they are sitting on a lot of equity at the moment right um so yes even with the correction that is not a huge difference uh at the moment so again we're keeping an eye on this as far as our market here locally it's picked up again and uh, yeah there was some good news in the stock market there were some you know again it's kind of tied to that because people have their funds tied to stocks right and um, so depending on that how that fluctuates that also affects their ability to uh, put in more down payment, for example, which would make their offers stronger. Yes, there is competition still. It's a strong seller's market in most markets here locally. So even though the properties have been on the market longer and they are correcting and the prices are correcting, still, you know, you don't want to be complacent if you really want a home because especially those that are more desirable in more desirable areas, they go fast, you know, they go like kind of on a dime just, you know, if you uh, see a price reduction, uh, they go into contract very quickly and then they're pending or, uh, you know, contingent and maybe swept from under someone else's nose really quickly. So 
um, yeah, so stay in touch with the realtor, um, you know, have them do your um, little, you know, insights and, and calls and, and find out what's going on at the moment, because it's really, really important to have all the information be in touch with, um, with, um, you know, all parties, so to speak, to understand the market locally and to understand what's going on with the specific property where, uh, your interests lie. Right. So, um, that's sort of what's going on. And, um, again, in the kind of a larger view of things and the, the big scope of things, um, ultimately everyone's kind of in a observation mode, if you will. And a lot of sellers are maybe, you know, watching right now and it's the end, almost the end of the year. So the holiday season's coming at the same time, people have their own reasons for selling and buying at just as any time. Right. So, um, so ultimately bottom line is, you know, if you need to move on, if you need to retire, if you need to go and buy a place somewhere else or move, then it's your agenda. It's your timeline. It's, it's your goal. Um, so, you know, same with the buyers, you know, there are buyers that, that want to get into the new place by the holidays, right? Or by Christmas even, right? I celebrate Christmas. So I, I say Christmas, um, or another holiday, right? That you celebrate or someone else. Um, so, you know, that, that timeline, you have to kind of back up the timeline. So if you're a buyer, you, you have to understand, you know, how long the process takes because, you know, once you're in contract, then that process begins and then it depends on a lot of things, how long it's going to take to actually close the transaction. So, um, again, stay in touch with your realtor. Um, if you need help, if you have a question, drop us a note at relocationgal.gmail.com and we'll see how we can help. All right. So that's it for this part of the chat uh, today. And uh, now it's going to be the next segment where I'm going to talk about uh, food for thought Sunday type of things. <laughs> okay. Already then. Um, tune in. Food for thought Sunday starts now. So this excerpt is from the NASCAR Cup Series Championship that was on a Sunday and Joey Logano won the race. Uh, this was his second win, I understand. And uh, it was kind of, it was fascinating to watch, actually, um, at, at, at least, you know, the final lap for sure, right? Um, there was also a small crash um uh, leading up to the the final, of course, and um, nobody got hurt, thankfully. Uh, but it's always, you know, a, a thing to watch for, right? With these um, these races, and it's amazing how fast they go, how much they have to control everything, um, just not to crash. <laughs> That's one thing is not to crash. Another thing is to focus to win. I mean, the extreme focus that this must take is amazing to me. My mom liked watching the races and today I came across it on TV and I was like, wow, I remember this. You know, I remember uh, mom and I watching the races um, on a Sunday 
and her cooking something of our favorite uh, for a snack or a little brunch and just enjoying our company each other's company and um you know I'll, I'll be honest I mean I, I don't particularly search it out so unless I stumble upon it I will watch it and the thing is you know I'm not patient to watch all of the laps today I kind of listened in on what they were talking about and the announcers were you know talking a little bit about the history of each um, uh, racer or if you will driver and they were talking about some background stuff that was interesting and also you know talking about the technical things that happen um, when they are racing and on this food for thought Sunday um, there's a bonus a real food it's a um, it's a special recipe for, uh, or a new variation, I should say, uh, for crepes that uh, my mom used to make for me, sometimes for dessert. Um, and uh, one of those special treats that we would have together sometimes and usually on a Sunday. And um, yeah, I even made a little snack a little sampler of crepes a different recipe because i used oat flour instead of regular flour so i've been making this like a super easy recipe of crepes in a blender <laughs> it's it's really easy it's like um a cup of almond milk or some other non-dairy because it's the you know the new way of doing things and a cup of oat flour, that's what I'm using. Two large eggs, a little bit of uh, maple syrup, which um, I usually use the organic maple syrup for any sweetening like this. And I believe it's like two teaspoons. And a dash of salt, could be kosher salt, and you just put in a blender, you blend the thing uh, together and you have a pan, um, you know, hopefully I have a nice little nonstick pan that's one of those ceramic kind of uh, pans. Um, and so it's not Teflon, definitely, but it's, um, it's a ceramic pan. And you just put a little bit of butter, you know, just like with a paper towel or something. You don't want to put too much. But you heat it up and, um, yeah, it's just like a minute or two per you pour a little bit and you keep them thin and they actually stay together and they're not falling apart. They come out really nicely. And you can use them for savory or sweet. These are obviously sweetened a little bit. For me, it's fine, even if I use it for something savory. Anyways, so that's the recipe. <laughs> and then you can fill them with anything, right? But... um. So I did kind of a variation of what my mom used to use. And uh, she used to use, you know, a lot of like preserves, a little bit of a preserve maybe, and then fold it um, into like what looks like a triangle type thing. Or she would roll it. Um, and the rolled ones usually were either with cream cheese that was a little bit sweetened. Sometimes it was like a mix of a egg yolk with sugar and and cottage cheese type thing. Um, 
but what I did is I had some cottage cheese. I added a little bit of maple syrup and a little bit of vanilla to the to the cottage cheese, and that was the filling. So I made the the just the rolled one, like this, and then I put just a little bit of preserves on the other one, and then I put a tiny little dollop. Oh, I actually um, then I sautéed them lightly in some butter. <laughs> uh, and then I put just a little dollop of, yeah, daisy sour cream <laughs> on each one of them. <laughs> you got to have that. And then I sprinkled some uh, powdered sugar on top, and it looks really nice that way. That's what my mom used to do to finish things off, like uh, cakes and, you know, just desserts and things like that. She used that a lot. And you don't need a lot of it, just a tiny bit, just to sprinkle it. And it looks really pretty, especially this time of year now that we're, uh, you know, entering almost the Christmas season, if you will, uh, wintery kind of vibes. So, and especially with the weather cooling down and the change in the time that happened. So, yeah, so that was kind of a nice little thing that I did and so it's another thing that I'm doing to to remember my mom and and to keep her spirit going and do some positive things that um keep her memory alive and keep the all the good vibes going you know that we had while we were spending time together so yeah so that was fun and um yeah. And oh, my grandma. Yeah, she she really liked. Guess what she liked? <laughs> she she was a huge fan of boxing. <laughs> boxing. She loved to watch boxing and I I remember watching great big um, you know, boxing matches with famous people, with uh, even, I think it was Muhammad Ali and uh, some big names, you know, around the world. And um, again, it shows you how sports is connecting people, you know, in many ways around the world. And um, besides that, my mom actually got into really liking wrestling. She liked the crazy wrestling, WrestleMania or whatever it is. I never got into that, but she used to watch that all the time. And she was really entertained by it. Um, so, yeah, those were the things that the ladies liked. And um, by extension, I guess I do too, uh, for the most part. The race today was interesting. I, I wasn't, you know, glued to the TV. I was doing other things as well, but was interesting to see and and what I've seen typically before and I know that this must be you know very common when you're watching these you can see the pack of cars all these guys kind of sticking together for a long long time they they sort of you know stick together but then towards the end you definitely see the differences with people who have the stamina the you know the makings of a champion which makes them endure any type of problem or obstacle that comes their way and they 
are top-notch and also you know they have some good serendipity or good luck on their side as well of course a lot of it is skill and you know preparation i'm sure and and experience endurance all of those things and technical support you know it's a big team of people this is not one person one person's executing right it's amazing to me watching those guys change the tires and change all these things and fix them at some point one thing that's really kind of riveting and exciting about watching these is that of course you don't know what's going to happen just like with a lot of you know um sporting events and sports that's why it's so riveting and exciting is because nobody knows really ultimately what the outcome's going to be i mean you can sort of predict of course you have favorites and you have underdogs and you have you know unknowns but things happen I mean you know like in figure skating sometimes you have someone completely unknown and young and inexperienced and you know doing a quadruple jump and you know an amazing with grace and artistry and (laughs) and they take the gold for example at the Olympics well in this case um uh Joey Logano was the favorite, um, I suppose, because they they were talking about it. But also there was another person. uh, His name was Bell, I believe, and they were watching several people. Um, And um, from the past, I remember, you know, Elio, what's his name? Helio Castroneves. Of course, Mario Andretti from years ago. I remember he was very popular in Europe, of course. And then um, I guess his son, right? Uh, So a lot of them, it runs in the family and they keep doing it. Um, Yeah, so it was was kind of a fun experience to watch that and to to experience it. And and that's, that's the interesting aspect of it is like you don't really know the outcome. And um, at some point, somebody had a, you know, a a mishap with the wall. And uh, it was amazing how even, even the commentators were amazed at how quickly they were able to put him back on the road. And those guys, I mean, you watch them, it's almost like you're watching it sped up, like, like, this is not real, how fast they change these tires, how fast they uh, attend to these vehicles. It's just absolutely mind blowing how fast they do it. And, uh, yeah, they were able to correct something with the steering wheel, <laughs> just like in seconds. They do this in seconds. And I don't know if I heard this correctly, but didn't he say under four seconds they have to do this uh, whole, you know, shaboom when they re- before they restart? So they, they take off, you know, from the they, they all get off the road to do this uh, at some point and then they come back out. And it's just fascinating, right? So that aspect of it, this unknown and, you know, doing your best to predict things, it's uh, very, um, very similar to a lot of things that we have to deal with in life on a daily basis when we're comparing things, looking at data of the market and not knowing really ultimately what's going to happen, <laughs> right? So we're in this race um, every day right? We we are sort of knowing things and we don't know a lot of things. So that kind of made me think about, you know, everything else that we 
we look at every day and see, you know, how is that going to turn out? Speaking of which, somebody's alarm just went off. summers you spent with your dad in the camper traveling all over your family here what does it mean to you to have them here with you oh man it's so special and jmo and amelia are at home uh but uh hey guys <laughs> daddy be home soon but uh we're gonna party a little bit first it might be a little rough shape when we get home but this is uh man this is what it's all about though i mean when you're a kid his age my dream was to, to win cup championships and here we are with two of them Oh man, it just means so much. It's so special. <laughs> I just want to celebrate, right? Congratulations, Joey Logano is a two-time champion here at Phoenix Raceway. Stay informed, be well, and be kind. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. This has been a production of Do Eve Media. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.